Welcome to Beyond the Chamber with Denise Grove, where we take you beyond the chamber to the heart of the businesses and different community-based services here in Elizabethtown. So excited to be on episode four today. I can't believe it already, episode four. And also excited to have Lisa Livingston with Masonic Villages with us today. She's going to share a little bit more about their community-based services that they have there. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so excited that you're here. Okay, so found by episode three. It's really a lot more fun to start with an icebreaker. So Lisa, okay, who's the most famous person you ever had the opportunity to meet? Ooh, that is tough. I have not met many famous people. Um, one time I was on a flight with um, uh, Reggie Jackson, the baseball player. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like famous-ish. <laughs> okay. um, and I met Al Roker at a Yankees game. All righty then, Al Roker from NBC, the yeah. weatherman. Very yeah. cool, very cool. And that might be about it. I haven't really met many famous people. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us today. Tell us a little bit more about the services that are offered where you are employed. But first off, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, uh, like you said, my name is Lisa Livingston. Um, I'm an occupational therapist by background. I actually grew up in Mount Joy. Um, I went to Elizabethtown College, um, and Go I live in, town. yeah, <laughs> so I've been very local. Um, I live towards the Harrisburg area now, um, kind of close to the Giant Center, so right between uh, Harrisburg and Hershey. Um, I have two girls, they're five and seven, That's and it is fun, it's kind of hectic, um, but luckily right now, T-ball and softball and Girl Scouts have kind of wrapped up for the summer. So we have a little bit more time to go to the pool, go to Hershey Park, um, do some of those fun activities. Um, we have a dog, and um, my husband also lives at the house with all the girls. <laughs> so sometimes I think we drive them all nuts, but um, that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm happy to be here today to talk about you know Masonic Village and some of our community-based services. And I think this is a great opportunity that you're you're doing the podcast. Yeah, well, wonderful. Glad you could be here. So, occupational therapist. Mm -hmm. Where where did that decision come from? Did you know early on that that's what you wanted to do? And how how did you get into that? I can't say that early on I knew that I wanted to do that. So originally I went to the University of Delaware. Um, I had a track and field scholarship and that was a great opportunity. And I decided to get more into like counseling um, and maybe some, you know, rehab sciences. And they didn't have occupational therapy there. So it was probably by my sophomore year there when I started learning more about occupational therapy versus physical therapy versus speech therapy um, that I decided um, I wanted to shift away from counseling with like a little bit of rehab sciences and go into occupational therapy than with a human services minor. So when I was looking at opportunities, I decided to apply at E-Town and kind of come back home. <laughs> and then I finished out my master's at Elizabethtown um, in occupational therapy. But I would say something that drew me to it um, was the opportunity to help people in creative ways. So I think it's really important to, you know, um, help somebody regain function. And it wasn't the same thing over and over. So if somebody had a stroke, every stroke individual, every stroke patient is very different than the one that came before it. Mm -hmm. Everything's very individualized. So it let you be creative and think on your feet and problem solve and then really see what it took to make that person 
as independent as they could be in the setting they were going to, whether that was a personal care setting or their home or their child's home. Um, so that's what really kind of draw me into that. Um, the ability to help people, but also be very creative in doing so. Okay. Well, that's very, that's a very neat story. And just your heart, I can tell for wanting to help people. Now, what you're doing right now, though, is a little bit of a different role, correct? Correct. So after college, I began my, my occupational therapy career at a for-profit um, rehab company. And a couple years into that, I got the opportunity to manage the rehab department we were in. And then from there, I kind of grew in my management roles. For whatever reason, I really kind of took to that uh, leadership role and took on more and more responsibility there. And after about 10 years, um, I knew it was time for a change. And I started looking at different opportunities. And I actually worked at Masonic Village when I was uh, in high school. I was a lifeguard. So I had some experience there. And I knew some things about the organization. And there was an opportunity to work some weekends as a per diem occupational therapist. So I took that opportunity while I was still working my full-time job. And I just really loved it. I loved everything about being on the campus, the people, the residents, the staff. Um, I really liked everything the organization had to offer. And I had said, you know, if there comes an opportunity in leadership, I definitely want to try for that and apply for it. And then about two and a half years ago, um, my he's now my boss, but I took his position um, and then he had gotten promoted, but as the administrator for our home and community-based services, uh, which includes hospice, home health, and home care. Wow, that's awesome. I don't I don't think I realized that they offer community-based services. I, I thought of it as only uh, something that you offer to the residents there. So can you just share a little bit more about what that looks like and what, what all each of those categories entail? Certainly. So a lot of people don't realize that we have home and community-based services. We've definitely grown in census and popularity in the community over the last couple years. Um, the first thing people usually ask me is, do you go off of the campus? The answer to that is yes. The second thing is, do you have to be a mason to receive the services? And the answer to that is no. Okay. So it's for anybody. We serve a 30-mile radius of campus, um, but our home care services, so home care is non-medical in-home caregiver or um, house, I don't want to say housekeeping, but um, services that may be additional support. So it doesn't have to be medically based. It is a private pay service. Um, it could be somebody coming in and helping you with light housekeeping, preparing some meals, helping you get to a doctor's appointment, helping you um, with managing some medications, like providing a reminder. They're not going to administer the medicine, but uh -huh. they can remind you. With our home health services, they are ordered by a physician. So with home health, it does, there is a doctor's order. It could be physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, nursing, social work, or a home health aid. So with the insurance component and the physician component, again, there needs to be an order and we can help you to get that if there's a need. Um, and you have to be considered homebound where either you, it's a challenge for you to leave the home or you really never leave the home um, based on insurance guidelines. But we offer those services. And then hospice, um, hospice care, most people have some knowledge about. I don't mm -hmm. think everyone always likes to discuss hospice, but we have a lot of great programs through our hospice. And 
you know, it goes beyond just the medical care. We offer bereavement support. Um, we offer a bridge program if you're not quite ready for hospice, but you want to kind of learn more about it, see what some of the staff are about, what um, services we have. And we also do something called um, special moments with our hospice. So they've done some really neat initiatives where if somebody, you know, may have a terminal illness and they've never flown in a plane or they want to get a tattoo, um, we've taken people to do these special moments. Oh, that's awesome. Um, the plane one, they actually did. They took somebody up in a in a small plane. Um, the tattoo one was another one that was yeah. an actual event. Um, sometimes a fishing trip. We just took somebody fishing the other week and their family and grandsons were able to meet us there, but we help get the folks there to experience that. So all of the programs, you know, are really aimed to give back to not only Masonic Village campus, but also to the community. Wonderful. So what percentage of what you do is community-based? And if someone in the community is listening to this or knows someone who has this need, what, what do they need to do? I would say we vary. So home care is primarily on our campus. Um, there is a pretty high demand on the campus for the home care services. Um, with home health and hospice, it's it's usually about 50-50, you know, sometimes 40-60, either way. Um, but we do serve pretty much half community, half campus. And if somebody is interested that's listening, um, there we have websites. If you're tech savvy, you can go on to Google and, you know, type in Masonic Village Home Health or Masonic Village Hospice. And there are phone numbers for both service lines. Um, but you can also call the Masonic Village main number, um, 717-367-1121, and just ask the operator, can you connect me with home health or hospice or home care? That's probably the easiest route for this podcast right now versus giving you three different phone numbers, but that would be the first step. And then we could review with you, you know, who is your doctor, what is your insurance, and get the ball rolling there. Okay, wonderful. So from the time someone contacts you in need of services, like how quickly can you typically get them that service um, as far as, you know, needing some home health or or just needing some assistance, something like that? Usually 24 to 48 hours. Um, A lot of that will depend on when the doctor signs the order, if it's hospice or home health. Um, And then as soon as we have that physician's order signed, and we can send that out for you, you don't have to do that. We can send that doctor's order out. And then when that comes back, we'll call you back with any insurance coverage questions and then um, a timeline for your start of care. Wonderful, wonderful. So you started this position in 2019? So... Right, right prior yeah. to the pandemic like about a week before okay <laughs> and so how had how did that affect things are are things back to normal was there did, did it affect the way that you had to provide service and what did that look like i think like most healthcare providers the pandemic brought up some weaknesses or some challenges that we kind of had underlying, um, you know, as far as what territory can we cover? um, How are we dividing up some of the staff roles? Those are minimal things, but we had to look at, you know, if this person is primarily on campus, do we want to keep them on campus, you know, versus sending them to three different other facilities if it's hospice? Um, We had to refine some of our processes with, you know, making sure everything is 
good with schedules and decreasing travel and making sure the patients have everything they need. Um, I think that was one of the biggest things. We all really rallied together during COVID. Um, Home care helped grocery shop for residents. Mm -hmm. The Masonic Village Farmer's Market helped with delivering the groceries. Um, The whole campus really pulled together to make sure our residents on campus and those in the community had what they needed to feel supported. Um, You know, I mentioned the grocery delivery, but we had a couple of folks from hospice that, you know, they'd get the list, compile them, and they would go and individually shop for 20, 30, 40 residents some weeks and divide it up and get it sent out. So I think that was really, um, it was remarkable to see. And I think the flexibility that everyone demonstrated, because you would have a day where, this person would be totally fine. Next day, it's a red zone. Then the next day, two more people are on the red zone, um, meaning they had COVID. Uh So, and the staff just coming together, helping each other out if somebody had to be on a quarantine or if their kids had to be on a quarantine. So I think we all had a new appreciation for teamwork. um, And we all kind of understood a little bit more about what it means to be flexible, to really pull together and to you know, kind of, it it was tiring. There was definitely some burnout, but it also showed us why we are doing what we do because we care. We care about our colleagues. We care about our residents. That's beautiful. That's awesome. So uh, do you have any open job openings, any opportunities there that you'd like to mention if someone out there is thinking, wow, I'd really like, I'd like to work at Masonic Villages. I think I could be a home health care worker or something like that. Is there openings that you have available? Absolutely. So we actually, um, with home care, most of our staff are hired on a per diem basis. So we have those opportunities. Per diem means that you don't necessarily work a set eight hour day or four hour day, but you could pick up two hours one day, four hours another day and kind of build your own schedule. Um, that's usually one of the biggest needs because as residents or community members are calling and saying, I need somebody to help me go to the doctor for one hour, or I would like somebody to come in and help me clean or cook for two hours, we kind of piece those schedules together. So there's always in-home caregiver opportunities with home care. For home health right now, we are looking for um, a CNA to help with home health aid visits in the campus in the campus and in the community both. Um, And with hospice, we have some RN case manager positions open. We have two full-time RN case manager positions available um, and also an LPN visit nurse available for hospice. So if anyone is interested, I would encourage you to check out the masonicvillages.org website and then you can go under careers And there's actually two different tabs. One is for the Elizabethtown campus, and then one will say Masonic Village Home Health Hospice and Home Care. So you would want to pick the Home Health Hospice and Home Care tab to look for our openings. Okay, wow, that's awesome. That that flexibility, that sounds like that would be a great job for someone who's, you know, maybe just looking to earn a little extra money and needs the flexibility, especially with kids home for the summer or something like that. So that's wonderful. Well, this has been so interesting. I had no idea that you even offered this. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners, maybe that I missed that you'd like to tell us about? I think we've covered most of it. I just think that the Elizabethtown, Mountjoy, Middletown, Harrisburg communities, specifically within within Elizabethtown, has just been a remarkable community to work with. And I think having that sense of community and belonging has really helped our you know, the entire campus thrive and we're so fortunate to be a part of it. And I just want to thank everyone listening that, you know, that, that thinks of us and that, you know, um, kind of 
says a positive word or um, refers a friend. And I just think it's a really wonderful community. So thank you. And thank you for this opportunity. Yes, yes. Well, like I said, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing these opportunities that are out there that are available to the community, not just to the campus that maybe some people aren't aware of. So we're glad to have had you here. Well, this has been another episode of Beyond the Chamber with Denise Grove, where we go beyond the chamber to the heart of the businesses and organizations in our area. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to always support everything local. Cool.